With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. My name is Mike Brown. I am flying Han Solo this evening here on Spotify Green Room to do the postgame show for tonight's Houston Rockets versus Los Angeles Lakers game in which the Rockets dropped this game 95 to 85. Um, if you would like to talk all things Rockets basketball or talk Rockets Lakers tonight, hit that request to speak uh, button. Uh, tonight's show is going to last approximately 20 to 30 minutes as it is nearly midnight here, Central Standard Time, and this guy's got to work tomorrow. So uh, let's talk Rockets basketball, is, which is what we do best here at the Dream Take. Uh, Rockets lose tonight, 95 to 85. Uh, going through the box score real quick, uh, starting with the Rockets. Jay Sean Tate, 18 minutes, three of seven from the field, six rebounds, six points, was a minus 11 while on the court. Really didn't make a massive impact on the game tonight. Um, he was there. I don't know if I would actually say that he made a huge impact. Daniel Tice had three points, one of five from the field, 0 of two from three. I don't understand Daniel Tice shooting threes. I I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, the offense is not predicated uh, on it, uh, but it is what it is. Christian Wood, another good game for the Rockets tonight. 35 minutes, 16 points, 13 rebounds. He had two assists. Um, he was one of seven from the free throw line. And I, I know that this was a point of contention for Rockets fans um, in the preseason and in training camp. It simply is unacceptable. I mean, this is a guy that's making $14 million plus a year, and you're having trouble with your free throws? You know, I, I don't get it. I, I've never been a guy that understands or will appreciate any excuses as to why you struggle from the free throw line for a guy who shoots as many jump shots as Christian Wood does. You know, Shaquille O'Neal struggled from the free throw line. That's understandable. He didn't shoot jump shots. Christian Wood shoots jump shots. Anybody who has ever played basketball knows that a free throw is obviously much different than a jump shot but there's a method to it. There's a, uh, there's a science to shooting a free throw. And what Christian Wood is doing right now is not working. You know, the Rockets lost by 10 points tonight. They shot 15 of 29 from the free throw line. That is beyond unacceptable. And for a young team, I get it. It happens. They may be 
awestruck, starstruck inside of Staples Center. You know, the, the overrated rapper Drake was there. You know, whoever else was there. Like, who cares? Like, you're there to play basketball, you know? Uh, and the Rockets did not do enough tonight to get the win. And, and that's flat out. We'll get to the team statistics here a little bit more in a few. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., 13 points, nine rebounds. He had four assists. He was 0 of 1 from the free throw line, 1 of 5 from 3. Um, Jalen Green, 31 minutes. Why is Jalen Green only shooting the ball eight times? Like, in what world is that productive offense for the Houston Rockets? If you're the coaching staff and you're looking at this film tomorrow, you got to look at the guys. You got to look at, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. You got to look at, you know, guys on the court and say, all right, shot allocation. Kevin Porter Jr. shooting at 13 times. Christian Woods shooting at 15 times. Jalen Green needs to assert himself and shoot the ball more than eight times. Um, Kevin Martin or Kenyon Martin Jr., who we've been clamoring for for more minutes since the season started. All this dude does is impress. That's all this guy does. Every time he's on the court, it seems to be a net positive for the Rockets. I mean, Kenya Martin Jr. was on the court for 16 minutes tonight, and and he was a plus eight. And for people who are fans of this show, who listen to this show, going back to last year, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of plus minus because if you're a guy that's getting, you know, four minutes at the end of a game where your team is losing by 35 points and you're on the court for four minutes and your team just so happens to be a plus six or a plus eight in meaningless minutes, then all of a sudden you look that much more important in the box score. And that's not the case. But Kenyon Martin Jr. tonight played 16 minutes. I mean, the Rockets were down basically the entire game, but they made a run in the fourth quarter to get it down to 11 when Kenyon Martin Jr. was on the court tonight. KJ needs to be on the court. So six of eight from the field, he had four rebounds, he had an assist, he had a steal. I mean, I I don't know what else he needs to do to be playing more than 16 minutes. David Nwaba also played 16 minutes, was 0 of 2 from the field, minus nine. He was a nothing tonight. Uh, Alperin Shengun, again, had a game tonight where he flashed. Like, he legitimately flashed. And take it from, to, from somebody that literally watched every single second of this game, if you're listening this to, you know, tomorrow or beyond, where Alperin Shengun flashes. The dude is going to be good. I sent out the tweet earlier on the Dream Takes uh, Twitter account. Make sure to follow the Dream Take at the Dream Take. That Shangun is going to be good. He's going to be very good. Is he going to be all-star level good? Maybe. It's way too early to tell. But the dude knows how to play the game of basketball. He's not there yet because he struggles with identifying certain defensive sets and it's because he's a rookie he's played what six games in the league now like that's not going to come until much later so he still has a lot of development to do there's also times where there was one play tonight where he caught the ball at the high post uh, at the free throw line easy free throw jumper take it make it he fakes it tries to get to the bucket doesn't get the call I think the Rockets were down 14 at that point and Pump fakes it, drives it to the bucket, gets the ball taken away. Uh, Lakers come down and hit a three. That's potentially the difference between a 12-point game and a 17-point game. Like those five points for a team that only scored 85 points tonight, 
every single point matters. Um, finishing off the box score, DJ Augustine, 11 minutes, no points. Like, what the hell is DJ Augustine doing when he's on the court? Like, he's lost on the court. And ironically, DJ Augustine is the, the type of guy that the Rockets need on the court right now, which is a facilitator to Jalen Green, to uh, the rest of the guys on the court. If, uh, what's it called? If you're if, if DJ Augustine's going to give you the minutes that he gave you in 11 minutes tonight, why not play Armani Brooks? Like, Armani Brooks can't do any worse than what DJ Augustine gave us. So if you're in the room right now and you want to talk all things Houston Rockets basketball, hit that request to speak button. Uh, we pride ourselves on being the most interactive podcast for the Houston Rockets. So you want to talk Rockets basketball, you can come on and talk Rockets basketball anytime with me. Um, we do have our first speaker request, so let's get straight to it. Madison Moore, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. What you got for me? Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about um, the lack of structure of the offense. Um, yep, I yep, great. It's a real big problem that we have right now. And I think we need a lot more structure because Silas has been talking about wanting KBJ to play free and whatnot. But because KPJ is not experienced at point guard, he doesn't understand when it's time to get everyone involved, right? And so that's why we have these games with JG where he only shoots the ball eight times. It's because he doesn't understand the importance of keeping everybody on the team involved and understanding that JG isn't a spot-up shooter. He's he's someone who has who needs the ball in his hands to get into get into a rhythm. He's not a right. he's not a, a a piece that you stick in the corner and decoy. Um, I actually think JG had a really good game, um, despite uh, the, the times that he did have the ball in his hands. I thought he made excellent reads. He uh, he he ended up with five assists and five rebounds. I think this probably is his highest assist, uh, assist game, and he probably had the lowest usage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every time, yep. yeah. Every time he went downhill, he made great reads, whether that be inside or out, passing it to shooters. One thing that KPJ has yet to show that he can even kick it out to a shooter. He has one read, and it's the roll man or the dunker spot, and um, it's predictable. And that's where most of his turnovers uh, come is when he's doing the same read that we all know he's going to do, or when he's over dribbling and he and he mishandles the ball. Um, I thought, I think, I, I don't understand how Silas does not see and and, need, and and talk about this with these guys. It's like, hey, it's important that we all get involved and we all get into a rhythm. Um, you know, Silas praised KPJ when he let JG into his only good game of the season offensively is when, you know, they gave the ball to him early and let him do his thing. Um, I think J, JG is, uh, he, he can do more than just score. He can he can help. He has so much gravity in his pressure he's putting on the rim. And I can see him growing, and now his shot isn't falling. He's driving real and taking it really hard. And even when he doesn't make it, he's being fouled. He's just ha- haven't gotten those calls yet. And that's just going to come with time, though. But, yeah. yeah, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, I mean, hang on for, for a minute because you, you brought up a lot of good points that I want to touch on. Um, I think ultimately – this team works out best. They got to get a pass. They got to get a a guy whose first natural instinct is to manage the floor. You know what I mean? Madison, like 
the way I look at it is I'm trying to think, you know what this team needs more than anything? They need a Mark. You remember Mark Jackson for the Knicks? Okay. They need a Mark Jackson. Like they need somebody on the floor. That's going to say, okay, KPJ, you need to be here. Jalen, you need to go over here. And it's very reminiscent. When I watch Jalen Green, the more I watch Jalen Green, you know who he reminds me a lot of is a young Jason Tatum. Like he remind like the way he attacks the floor and attacks the game, he's Jason Tatum. Because Jason Tatum, his rookie year, wasn't running the t- he wasn't running the offense. He wasn't ready to run the offense. And right now, he doesn't run the offense. The offense runs through him, but he doesn't run it. Does that make sense? Yeah, and they've got right. Jalen. No, they've does, got, and yeah. that's what I'm talking. Look at that Boston team right now, right? That's what the Rockets are looking at. You're staring down. They've got Jalen Brown and they've got Jason Tatum, and then they've got Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart just manages the floor for that team. That's what the Rockets need. Like, I think they keep, you know, Dat Boy O in the in the chat right now is talking about how KPJ is not a natural point guard. He's not. I think he could potentially could be, but I don't think that's the path to success for the Rockets. I think the Rockets need to find a true floor general and then let KPJ and Jalen do their thing. Cause right now it's way too forced. Yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a, my turn, your turn. Exactly. Type thing. And, and KPJ is, has not yet recognized that you have to give more of more turns to other people on the team. Right, and even it, it, it even goes that way when when EG's in the game. Like EG needs his touches and his pick and roll. Re, you know what I mean? It's the, the, yeah. there's no there's there's no roles for the people on the team. And that, well, it, there's a the, the lack of offensive sets is concerning to me, especially with the pedigree of offense that Silas supposedly had. That's what's concerning. But I think I know what the reason is. He's playing way too many vets. Like, I, at the beginning of the year, Matt, Madison, what was your your outlook at the beginning of the season? What did you think the realistic ceiling was for this team? Well, I mean, I, felt, I thought the realistic ceiling, and if, if everybody came back better, that we could have been a play-in team. But that's clearly yep. out of the question because KPJ's clearly not ready. I mean, KPJ can't run a fast break. And that's supposed to be our our biggest strength as a young team. And, I, I like, this is this is one of the things that upsets me so much Everybody, go watch how we run our uh, fast breaks, the spacing on those fast breaks, the lack of people running hard towards the rim and and the others running hard towards the corners of the three-point line, right? The breaks are completely jumbled, right? And and those are our momentum. That's where we get our easy points, and that's how we make our runs, and they always end up on turnovers. Imagine how many uh, turnovers we get, and then it comes into another turnover immediately because we can't run a a simple fast break and it's because of the spacing and i'm just like okay this is something that i've noticed since game one and silas hasn't fixed this this is something easy that his team you know uh can can understand and hey we need to run and it's and i think because kpj is not a, a a natural uh running like he doesn't push the pace He's naturally, he likes to dribble. He likes to dribble up the floor. You know what I mean? He, he needs to push that ball up, up ahead. And people need to run the floor hard. Yeah. And they are not. And, we and like, we can't score in the half court all day doing this one-on-one stuff. 
I totally agree. Madison, phenomenal stuff. I got another speaker request. I'm going to send you back down. Come back towards the latter part of the show because I I think we got some more stuff to talk about. Appreciate it, man. Joseph, you are next on the show. Joseph, welcome to the show. What you got for me, my man? Hey, man. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. What's going on? What what are your thoughts? Uh, What do you got for the show tonight? Uh, Just to stick with the the same theme of of playmaking like i think one thing that gets lost sometimes when it comes to developing teams is the importance of competence you know because when it comes to instilling a winning culture i think competence is really important because when you got a bunch of young guys out there or a bunch of inexperienced guys and things are just chaotic, you don't learn how to grow in a, a competent environment. Like, just as an example, there's been a huge difference in the Cleveland Cavaliers this year from adding Ricky Rubio to the roster. Like, he's added just a level of playmaking competence that has changed the dynamic of the offense completely, whereas... You know, for the past couple of years, it's been super chaotic with Sexton and Garland running the the backcourt where at times, you know, neither of them really know how to make things flow smoothly and sure. it gets really, really messy. To be fair, though, Cleveland and, is only three and four. I mean, they're not setting the league on fire, but I totally understand where you're coming from. The Rockets have that guy, though. He's just not playing. Yeah, I was just because about to say. Because the, the player and the organization have come to some goofy agreement where he's not going to play. So you're watching yeah. tonight, and the Rockets, when I say they need a guy like a Mark Jackson, a John Wall would actually fit pretty well on this team, and I actually think he would be playing fairly well for this team. But he's not playing. He's not available. And so you're going to have these growing pains. You're going to go through games like this, but it's so frustrating because I said it at the beginning of the year, I don't think the Lakers are that good. The fact that you get beat by Mello is embarrassing. You, the fact that you're getting beat by something named an Austin Reeves is embarrassing. But that's where we are. You know, that's where we are right now, Joseph. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I want to touch on is, like, there's this idea that's being thrown around of KPJ growing into, you know, a playmaker. But, like, looking back, I feel like when it comes to true playmaking, I, I don't want to like oversimplify and make it like a you have it or you don't kind of thing, but I really do feel like it is one of those things where when you have true playmaking instincts, it it does show up to some extent early because a lot of the times it's not so much a refined skill, it's an instinct, you know? It's the way that you approach the game, you know? And right. I'm not saying he's like totally not that guy, but I just feel like. Well, there's a really guy that seeing. just did it. Well, there's a guy that just did it for us less than three years ago. I mean, Harden was not that guy when he first got here. He turned into it. True, he did. So. But even then, I feel like even early on, Harden still demonstrated more playmaking instincts if only through the sheer gravity that he had and even when it came to 
Harden growing into a true point guard. It was very different because it was everything was so centered around him where when you had true five out spacing, it became a lot easier to play make. Whereas right now, like the spacing on this team is just it's atrocious sometimes. You know, when you've got ties and Tatum no, not sometimes. Together, not sometimes. Like, not sometimes. It's always, about seven. Yeah. It's about seventy percent of the time, because yeah. what they are right now is they are a team that has no offensive identity. They don't know what they are. And to be fair, yeah. not a lot of teams in the league know what they are. But especially the Rockets. If you ask ten Rockets fans who does the offense run through, you're going to get seven or eight different answers. You know, like right now is the time to trade Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon needs to go. Daniel House needs to go. You have the fourth quarter proved what this team needs is to go young because you're playing vets and it's not working. Joseph, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it is not Definitely. working. And I was I was on the train of at the beginning of the year, if you were going to play the vets, I thought that you would have better chances to win games like this. Right. The, the Dallas game was winnable. This game was winnable. They're just not finishing these games. You know, like the, the Lakers yeah. are not that good. I don't care who it is. You want to tweet me at BSW podcast underscore MB. The Lakers are not winning the title. They're not even getting out of the West. In my opinion, I don't think they're that good. Um, any final thoughts before we get to the next speaker request? My man. The, the last thing I'm going to just throw out there. I know it's like kind of an unpopular take, but I feel like this season, especially like, Christian Wood is pretty much a finished product. You know, like I don't really see him really taking his game to another level or something. And seeing him out there, there are times where like he looks really frustrated and kind of discouraged. And just through like his rhetoric and the things that he says, like he came here to win. He wants to win now. And I, I do wonder if, you know, he has the stomach to sit through a, a long rebuild like this or, you know, if we should maybe consider moving him at some point because in many ways he is our most valuable asset, you know? That's all. I'm going to just put it out there, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's a great thought. Uh, we'll kick it around the rest of the show. Joseph, I appreciate you, my man. Come join us anytime. For sure. Thanks, man. You got it. Last speaker of the quest of the night will go to Ryan. Ryan, um, how are you? What you got for me tonight, my man? What's up, Mike? Uh, Living a good life. Um, it's Halloween, and I was hoping for a better result. But I mean, it's the Lakers. I'm not. I mean, I agree with you. They're not very good. Um, well, it's not that they're not very good. I I don't believe in that roster, and that roster I'm, that roster is hot garbage. Outside of obviously the top end talent, Westbrook doesn't make any sense for that team. Um, I mean, you gave up 23 points to Carmelo Anthony tonight. That's unacceptable. Uh, DeAndre Jordan scored eight points because the the Rockets front office didn't give us a true banger to play with a guy like DeAndre Jordan. Daniel Tice is fine, but they needed a guy like a Nerlens Noel. They needed a guy that could simply just come in, get rebounds you know, be a finisher at the rim type of guy. I was so. just telling my roommate that they needed to get either, you know, when they had a chance to get bring back, uh, they should, should have brought back uh, Hartenstein. They should have gotten Rashawn Holmes. Would have been a good pickup last, last summer. 
But they didn't. Holmes need... got paid though. Yeah, Holmes got paid. I mean, Holmes, I'm pretty sure got eighty million dollars plus. I I would have loved the idea of a Rashawn Holmes on this team. Um, Christian Wood is the anomaly, uh, as the previous listener just pointed out. I I don't know what to do with Christian. I don't know what to think about Christian Wood. Like Christian Wood is a nice player. Oh, he needs to bulk up. Bulk up. Uh, but yeah, exactly. But like, what is he? You know, like he's not your five. He's your four. Um, he's your four. But the thing is, what doesn't make any sense to me offensively tonight is why is Daniel Tice on the perimeter? It doesn't make any sense. Having Daniel Tice anywhere near the perimeter makes no sense for the spacing of the floor. Because all you're doing is running five out right now for a majority of the time. How many times tonight did Christian Wood actually have his back to the basket and make a post move? It's under three. Yeah. You know, like, and that's the problem is look at what the Lakers do. And I'm not saying be the Lakers. I'm not saying do what the Lakers do, but the Rockets are so heavily predicated on getting the ball on the perimeter, making a move to the basket, finishing at the rim or shooting a three. There's no in between, you know, Jalen green needs to learn how to shoot a jump shot. It's okay to shoot a jumper from the elbow. It doesn't have to be a three. What was he from three tonight? He was, you know, all four, you know, like he's shooting sub 30. He's got to be shooting sub 30% for the season. Uh, he had more than 10 points tonight. Yeah, he's shooting uh, – what is he shooting? Uh, he's shooting 31.6% from the three-point line. So he's actually shooting 20% on the road. Uh, but, I mean, there, there's really not much else to discuss from tonight. I mean, in all honesty, on my end, I mean, do you have anything you want to add before we wrap the show up? I, I, I want to touch up what you were saying about uh, uh, Armonia Brooks not getting the minutes that – Augustine's getting. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, a, that's a, uh, a a big question mark there. Um, and then you and I, or, or even Josh Christopher. Josh Christopher. I was at the get the Utah game the other night. Josh Christopher played well in his time on the floor. I mean, I know the game was over and it's against Scrubs, but at least Christopher brings something different to the court. We know what DJ Augustine is. I mean, in eleven minutes tonight, he was a, a net zero. I mean, he was terrible tonight. If uh, if the Rockets do you know finish, they're they're gonna finish in the bottom again. If they do get a top three pick in the in the next year's draft, you gotta go for Chet Holmgren, that kid that just went to the Zags. He was the number number one recruit in in, uh, in college. So, I don't know. I, I'm not sold on Holmgren. I I like Holmgren. I think he's way, he's got to put on about 25 pounds of muscle. You know, you also look at uh, the kid who's going to Duke, uh, Paolo Bonchero. Um, love Paolo Bonchero. Uh, I think Bonchero is going to be a star in this league. The big question with Bonchero is he's being compared to the, you know, as the next Chris Webber, Carlos Boozer. You oh, know, cool. that type of guy. Can you put that type of guy next to a Christian Wood? I say yes. I've, I've said that since last season, that Christian Wood needs a banger next to him he needs a carlos boozer he needs a guy who's going to go out and get 17 and 10 but you know, we, that's not that's not shen goo we also got to see what we'll do with the trade deadline too because i know by then we'll probably we'll probably shop with with, uh, with wall probably eric gordon or, or house so 
Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I see. I'm growing more and more frustrated as we were talking about with a couple of listeners before. His, I get it. I I know. I get the John Wall situation. We talked about it to death. That's what this team needs right now, though, is a John Wall type. You know, like imagine a, a lineup of John Wall, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Jay Sean Tate, and Christian Wood. Uh, how about like, my friend recommended me? How about this? How about we got like, would you take like a Jalen Brown or a Kemba Walker? A Jalen Brown from Boston? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would take Jalen Brown for what? What do they? What do we have to give up for Jalen Brown? Uh, Wall, maybe a first round pick, and House or Eric Gordon. They would never do that deal. That they that would be. I mean, that would be highway robbery if they agreed to that deal. Maybe, maybe even shit. Uh... You know, like I, I like, I like the idea. Of it, I mean, Boston's two and four right now. You know, someone like a Jalen Brown. You know, well, yeah, no, of course. I mean, yes, would would I take a guy who who can play the game at the level of a Jalen Brown? Yes, absolutely. Kemba Walker does nothing for me. Um, that you, you can't give up on Kevin Porter Jr. at the point guard spot yeah. just yet. It's way too. It's way too early. Is the writing on the wall that he's not going to be able to become a point guard? No. Am I skeptical? I'm absolutely skeptical. I was skeptical of it when they first did it. Um, but it's, you know, it, 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 it's an interesting, it's an interesting experiment. And that's what this team right now is, is an experiment, you know? And unfortunately at this point, they're one in five going, you know, four more games on this West coast road trip. They could very easily be one and nine. And I would be the first person to say that I was wrong. You know, I said at the beginning of the season, if the Rockets look to be going down the road of just being an absolute dumpster fire shithole of a team, I would be the first one to say I was wrong because I thought they would be better. I think they've got some time to turn it around, but the rotation has to change. If you're going to win games, if you're going to win games with this roster, you cannot do it the way Silas is doing it right now. You just can't. It doesn't make any sense. Right, right. But it was only a, only, so, only a ten point uh, loss, though, and I thought it'd be a lot worse because I tweeted earlier saying about how embarrassed I was. But it was only a ten, a 10 point loss, and that was just out of aggression. But you know, it's going to be a very, very long hard year for all of us Rockets fans. But I give it, you know, yep. we get we'll get we'll get a good we'll get a, probably a top three draft pick, and then we own our own pick if they don't trade it uh, in the offseason. So. Yeah, they better not trade that pick. Ryan, it's 1230 Central Time. I got to wrap it up, my man. We will see you and everybody else Tuesday night. All right, bro. Later on. Thanks, brother. All right, man. Uh, To address one thing that O just said, uh, KPJ, a point guard, is the single dumbest coaching decision on his season. It's not early at all. He's had over 20 games. He's had less. He's had six games with Jalen Green on the court. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm in the camp of, I want results and I want them now, but to give up on Kevin Porter Jr. as a point guard after six games with this team is silly because you don't have a better option at this point. Like, what are you going to do? Who are you going to run the offense through? You know, but Jalen Green as a point guard. I don't hate that idea. I don't hate, uh, I don't hate giving the reins to a Jalen Green. And my problem is 
that's your only other option. Because if you're not going to play Wall, which you're not going to, then you don't have a better option than Kevin Porter Jr. being your point guard. If you have a better solution, comment on the chat here on Spotify Green Room or tweet me at Podcast underscore MB. If you want to remove Kevin Porter Jr. at point guard, which is one of the silliest takes I've heard so far this season, then give me a solution that is on the team right now. If it's Jalen Green running the point, I like that idea. I don't love that idea. I mean, giving the reins to a an NBA team to a 19-year-old is scary as hell, especially a guy who is struggling right now on the offensive end. I mean, this is a guy who scored seven points. And saying that Green is absolutely a better playmaker, that is not true. It's just not true, Oh, I mean, look at his time in the league. He's played six games. You're, you can't tell me that the the resume of being a playmaker is better for Kevin Porter Jr. is better for Jalen Green than it is for Kevin Porter Jr. That this is not true. And, and it's simply not true because of the time in the league that KPJ has had over Jalen Green. Do I feel like Jalen Green can turn into that playmaker? Absolutely. Do I love the idea of KPJ as a point guard? No, I don't. So it's going to be a very interesting experiment for sure. But that's going to wrap up the show for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, my name is Michael Brown. This has been the post-game show for SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast, recapping the 95-85 to loss for the Rockets inside of Staples Center. Uh, Our next show will be Tuesday night. Once again, we play the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. It will be another late show. Uh, We will let everybody know where you can catch that show uh, well before it starts. Uh, Make sure to follow the Dream Take on Twitter at the Dream Take. You can follow the Dream Shake on Twitter at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow me on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MB. You can follow uh, my co-pilots, Jeremy Brenner at Jeremy Brenner. You can follow my co-pilot, Ray Lucas at Raymond Lucas Jr. Uh, Make sure also to follow the Dream Shake on Facebook as well. Once again, your unhappy final from tonight's game inside of Staples Center's 95 to 85. Uh, Lakers get the win. The Rockets move to one and five. Uh, and until next time, everybody, everybody who uh, joined us tonight on Spotify Green Room, thank you all so much. Uh, if you're listening to this show uh, tomorrow and beyond, may all of our shows, uh, make sure to tune in. We always enjoy our listeners uh, giving us feedback uh, live and talking all things Houston Rockets basketball. Until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets!